What is up everybody? My name is Jack Graham. And I'm Mac Rikers and together we are the Institute Collective. And we are here to teach you the habits and strategies to put your health and fitness first. And help you to feel amazing, increase your energy, gain confidence and ultimately have a bigger impact. Yes, welcome back to another episode. Today we are talking about workouts. So if you're somebody that works out at home, at a gym, um, in your garage, down the park, anywhere, then this episode is for you. We're gonna go over everything you need to know. Um, nutrition, supplements, you know, pre-workout, warm-up, actual workout, cool down, and everything in between. Did I miss anything? That is it. Thank you again for tuning in. Um, so today is all about workouts, and one of the most important things about workouts is protein. You need to have a good source of protein and a good amount of protein, and we've got you covered. If you head over to our free page, so in situcollective.com slash free, we have now got two recipe guides, books, booklets. Yeah, booklets. Um, so one is a high-protein smoothie and treat guide. Mm-hmm. Um, and what was the other one? A sample pack of high-protein recipes. Yeah, that yeah. you can use for lunch and dinner. Yeah. And if you're tracking your calories and doing the MyFitnessPal mm. thing, there's even a barcode. So you can scan it straight into MyFitnessPal. So easy. So easy. Um, and it is all for free over on our website. So make sure you pick that up. Um, there's a few other training guides over there. Um, and that'll do. Yeah. Cool. So this one was a little bit tricky to sort of fit into one episode. We're going to try and keep it short for you guys. Um, but <laughs> workouts are important, but a good workout is means nothing unless you're focusing heavily on your sleep hydration and food intake okay so focus on those just as much as the actual workout i feel like people sort of mix those up focus on the workout first when they should be focused on the other stuff yeah they're probably the easiest stuff to focus on yeah and you actually get better results from focusing on that stuff no matter what your goal is yeah than the actual workout um but in saying that there are some good things you should be doing it during the workout before the workouts all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So we just want to cover that so you guys can really get the most out of it. Okay, so your workout's like one hour of the day. Yeah, so what? It's I feel like it's like 4% yeah. of your whole day. Yeah, so it's not much. So you want to really get the most out of your workouts as you can. And that's what this episode is for, for you guys. So first one is pre-workout. I feel like you could take over for this one and talk about some foods and stuff. Yeah, for sure. So... I guess the first mistake that a lot of people make is not eating before they work out because it's a workout and they'll, they think that they'll be sick or it'll come back up or whatever. Um, not likely unless you're having like pasta right before you work out. So there is a rough guide, I guess, as to the foods that your body will utilize the best hours or minutes before a workout. So... I'm just going to go over a general guideline for you guys to follow for pre-workout. Obviously, if you're working out at 6 a.m., you can't eat something four hours before your workout. So just adjust. You don't have to have um, something four hours 
30 minutes before and five to 10 minutes before, just pick what suits you best. So two to four hours before you're working out, which would usually be a meal time anyway, most likely. Um, you should be focusing on slow release carbs so that you have energy during your workout, protein, fat, and fiber. So it should be like a balanced meal, I guess. Um, so two to four hours before you work out, then it's not going to come back up and you'll have energy. Your body will be already digesting and using all of it. Mm -hmm. And then you've got 30 to 90 minutes. So like an hour and a half before you work out ish, um, faster release carbs mostly. So I guess things like toast, honey, bananas, apples, mm. any fruit. Oh, I, I like to have oats about that time before a workout. Yep. Um, breakfast muffins i've been making oat breakfast muffins and they're sort of they go down really easily and it's just like fast energy and then five to ten minutes before you work out so this is the sort of stuff i guess if you're going to have like peanut butter in this window that's when it's going to come back up <laughs> in your workout so be smart about it um i guess if you have to have something five to ten minutes before you work out make it rapid release carbs they're called so berries watermelon rock melon any like fruit like lighter fruit i guess and then if you're doing like a really long duration exercise like training for a marathon or something like that then mm. i guess those electrolyte carbohydrate drinks can come in handy in times like that yep um so just before we go on to supplements mm -hmm. um so i didn't i forgot to tell you this but in yesterday's lecture uh so on a course i'm doing they actually spoke about that um like training fasted Oh, yeah. And um, there was a study, a very in-depth study done on it, and uh, you don't actually burn more fat or anything during um, when you're fasted, working out when you're fasted. Yeah. So the, you do like, but it was like 0.03%. So, yeah, so it's not worth it. But then the people that ate something had more energy to put into the workout. Oh, so they, I was just going to say that. Um, actually burnt more calories doing the workout because they could try harder yeah yeah because i have more energy just yeah. side note it's very i feel like it's very important to have well i don't know for me some, just something in your belly you know yeah it's definitely definitely um a personal um opinion that sort of stuff like you've got to try it out for yourself um i like to not eat much but i like to have something a little bit like those fat like you know the fast 20, release yeah. carbs, yeah. I, I would like. I'd rather have that than eat a meal. Two hours. I don't know. I just feel better doing that. Two but, to four hours before, though, I feel yeah. like that's a good amount of time. Yeah, but depends on what sort of exercise you do as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and again, it's just trial and error. Some people can go for a run with a tummy full of food. Yeah. Some people can't. Yeah. Um, all right. So quick supplements before we. Yeah, we don't really use any supplements as such, and I wouldn't really recommend any pre-workout or anything that you buy like in powdered form. If you feel like you would need a pre-workout, then I would, or we both would highly recommend just black coffee. And if you want a little bit more than that, or you feel like coffee doesn't give you enough of an edge, then like we've mentioned before, uh, life cycle mushrooms, so cordyceps and lion's mane mm -hmm. together, um help you stay focused give you more energy help your body move oxygen around um so that just make your workout yeah. a lot better so there's actually been a lot of studies done on black coffee before a workout yeah and all these pre-workout supplements and powders and all that sort of stuff the main ingredient in it is caffeine yeah 
Um, there's a bit of beta alanine in there just to make your skin tingly and all that sort of stuff. So you feel like it's doing something. But for the general public, you do not need beta alanine to get through a workout. Yeah. Um, athletes and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, hell yeah, you should be taking that. But um, for us general public, who just want to look good, feel good. Black coffee. Yeah. And mushrooms. And again, creatine would come into there, but creatine isn't really a workout supplement. It's more a life supplement. Mm. So I don't really want to touch on that too much. I have touched on that a lot in other subjects. <laughs> Every other episode. <laughs> um, all right. So that's pre-workout. Um, so there's not much movement in the pre-workout. It's more just what you're putting into your body to fuel for the workout. Yeah. And although that is two hours beforehand, it's still you're, you're thinking about the workout and you need to sort of prep your body for a workout to yeah. get the most out of it. Um, so the first movement type thing would be a warm-up. Yeah. Um, so I used to joke about this when I was um, running a gym and doing the classes and I'd join in and stuff, but if you win the workout, you win. Uh, if you win the warm-up, you win yeah. the workout. <laughs> and I, and I, did, I did say it in a joking manner, but it is true. If you warm up properly and do it right, you're going to win the workout. Um, so, and a lot of people... Th- sort of do ask me especially clients how important is a warm-up and it sort of depends on what you're doing and how much you need to warm up for it and i feel like a lot of people think warm-up is like going for a run or doing some arm circles yep. where it should be specific to your weaknesses and yep. i guess what your workout's going to be um So I'm going to say this in the order I think you should do it in, but then I'll give you some different examples afterwards of what might be different for you. So first you want to mobilize. So that does look like your arm circles could be a few yoga poses flowing in from one to the other. Um, So mobilizing is basically just trying to move every single joint in your body in a way that sort of complements what you're going to be doing. So for a run, you want to, mobilize your whole foot your toes your foot your ankle your knee your hip even up to your shoulders because your shoulders move while you run that sort of stuff so you want to move every single joint um and it's just a good time to just check in with your body as well when you're mobilizing um you know if you're doing a cat cow or a yoga push-up or something like that and you feel a little twinge here or there you know to keep that in mind for the next step which is activation so after you've mobilized everything, you want to activate the muscles you're going to be using. So if you are got an upper body workout, like you're doing a bodybuilding workout and it's just mostly upper body, um, you want to activate like your shoulder muscles, mm. um, your lats, your traps. Get Make sure everything's working to see if those little niggles and stuff go away. And if they don't, that's when you sort of got to be a bit more mindful or do a bit more work on getting to them to um, go away before you perform the workout. Um, so yeah, mobilize, get everything activated. And then that comes into the actual warm up. So getting your heart rate up, prepping yourself, um, for the workout and you, the actual warm up. So getting your heart rate up should complement what you're doing for the workout. I did once see somewhere that you should try and get your heart rate up close to as high as you intend to get up in the workout before the workout. Yep. Um, 100% correct. So, and it depends on what you're doing. So, if you're doing a high intensity interval training, mm-hmm. a, yeah, I think I said that wrong, but you get what I mean. Um, so, and your max heart rate is 
160, mm-hmm. you want to get in the warm up, you actually want to get your heart rate above that. So, Why? Um, it just preps your nervous system and gets your body ready for that intensity. And I suppose because when you're in the workout, you do that intensity for a longer period rather than. Well. So then you're more ready for it? So, your body, you need to get your body ready for the heart rate. Yeah, right. Basically. Um, and if you sort of warm up a little bit, and so we're still talking about HIIT workouts, if you sort of warm up a bit and your heart rate's around the 110, 120, and then you're straight into the workout, you're not actually doing the workout properly until your heart rate gets up to 160. Ah, uh, I see. So you need to get your heart rate to 160 so it's ready, and then it knows what's coming, and then it's already there, it's already been there, your nervous system knows what's coming, so then your body is actually in the workout when it hits 160 again. Funny, I find when I do that, like if I jump on the air bike or something for a couple of minutes before a workout, then do a workout, my whoop obviously registers my workout a lot earlier mm. and longer. Mm. It's more accurate and the strain's a lot higher. Yep. Um, so I am going to be releasing a free download on this. A whoop I, guide? Uh, yeah, you can use your whoop or any sort of heart tracker. Um, for interval training and that sort of stuff just because I'm doing a course on at the moment mm-hmm. and one of the bits in the course is to create a program for it. So oh, I'm really? going to create a program and give it to you guys for free. So look out for that. And then, again, it comes down to what you're doing. So CrossFit is, you know, very high intensity sometimes. So, again, for a CrossFit session, you've got to warm up. If, you, if it's thrusters and pull-ups and it's go, go, go as hard as you can, you've got to warm up at that intensity mm. before you hit that workout. Now, again, you don't have to if it's just you're going through the movements and you yeah. want to have a good time and you're not, not pushing trying us. to win the workout. Yeah, then um, you don't have to warm up to that intensity. But if you don't warm up to some sort of intensity, what you're going to be hitting in the workout, your risk of injury and anything like that goes through the roof. Um, now, obviously, you could say, oh, Jack, I'm just bodybuilding. Then, yeah. Um, you don't have to get that heart rate up. I'd suggest just going for a bit of a walk, um, you know, jumping on the bike for a bit, get a bit of blood moving around the body, and then doing the weights. Again, just gets everything working. Your heart rate's up a little bit, blood's pumping, and you want that blood pumping to your muscles a little bit more. Yeah. And then you get a bit extra pump when you're doing those bicep curls. And then the last one I'll touch on there is um, if you're doing a flexibility workout. So this is a big thing as well. Um, so a few of my clients at the moment are going through a flexibility phase to prep them for future workouts. So when it comes to flexibility, again, you need to mobilize, activate, and that sort of, and then you sort of lengthen mm. and then strengthen. Okay, so the whole time you're just trying to find new range in your joints, in your muscles, stretch it right out, but then strengthen up in that. Yeah. So, but there's not really a warm up phase in that because you don't really need to get your heart rate up to do that. Yeah. Just move your body. And one big thing between the warm up and the workout is uh, work on movement patterns. So, that could be technique as well. So, if you're warmed up, you've done your warm up perfect, and then you're straight into heavy back squats, it's probably not ideal. So, you probably want to do one or two sets of an empty barbell and just really dial in whatever movement you're doing. Make sure everything's moving right before you go into the working set. I've actually found it so satisfying doing that more now that the gym's closed and we haven't been doing CrossFit. Have more time to just like feel 
Mm. How what my body's doing, you know what I mean? Yep. And just focus on that more rather than going hard and fast and talking to my friends. <laughs> yeah. So the, And the, that even goes for running. So if you're... you you sh- And this is why I don't recommend running a lot because a lot of people don't even warm up for run. They slip on the shoes and go. Me yesterday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you need... Even if you're running, you still need to mobilize, activate, warm up, and practice some movement patterns. So if you're going for a run, the warm up would sort of be a you know, a slow jog up to a pace that you think you're going to keep, stop, and then really just dial in the movement patterns from that warm-up. So mm-hmm. you, you might be like, all right, my left knee was not really moving right. Stop, go through the movement on the one spot. You might look like an idiot. Doing but you a, won't be injured. <laughs> but just go through the movement. You might need to work on your ankle a little bit or just, you know, where your foot's striking, that sort of thing. And that warm-up is indication of how you work on your movement practices, and then you go into your run. Yeah, cool. Does that make sense? Yeah. Anybody else out there have any questions on that, hit me up and we'll, I'll dive into it on a Friday show or something like that. Um, so I sort of feel like I went over the workout in that sort of warm-up area as well. Uh, I feel like I could do a whole podcast on one area, whether it's flexibility, bodybuilding, CrossFit, and that sort of stuff. Yeah. If you do want that, let me know. I can just do an individual show without Max so she doesn't have to sit here and... Yeah, my schedule's pretty packed. Listen to me carry on. <laughs> um, so um, I just did want to touch on drinks and supplements during the workouts. One big mistake I often see is people drinking water during a workout. Mm. Now, your body isn't going to dehydrate in 30 minutes or 40 minutes. It's funny when you see, um, I want to say, middle-aged women walking around with a water bottle when they're going for a lap around the block. Yeah. Um, We see this in CrossFit a lot. Um, You don't need water during a CrossFit wad. So if you're working out and you're starting to sort of sweat a little bit, no matter what the intensity, even bodybuilding, okay, um, and you're starting to sweat, your body's just trying to cool, cool itself down. Yeah, it, it's dehydrating, but very slowly. And as soon as you have some water, your body's going to prioritize that water and it's going to take all the blood, all the energy out of your muscles and what you're doing into your belly to digest that water and get it into your body. So you're going to lose energy. Yeah. Um, so, and I see it all the time. And all those coaches out there listening, you can see it as well. Um, especially in newbies, if somebody's going super hard and they're smashing out, they have a drink of water, all of a sudden they feel lightheaded and they're about to pass out. Yeah, see it all the time. So you don't need water during the workout, smash it after the workout. Um, Supplements during the workout, you don't need them. Um, Only top level. athlete or something. Athletes need it. General population, it is a waste of money and a waste of time, so don't do it. I also feel like on the water thing, if you feel like you need water, you're either new and want to rest from the workout because you're not used to it. And that's okay. Yeah. You can just rest or you're doing it out of a habit just for the sake of it or your mouth is dry because you're breathing with your mouth open too much, which is like a whole nother thing. But Or you're not hydrating during the day. Yeah, true. And then it's just like you move a little bit and your body's like... <gasps> But that was one of the things we said focus on before the workouts. Yeah. Sleep, hydration, and food. All right. So that's enough about that. Let's go into cool downs. Um, so cool downs, most people think they have to stretch, where the main purpose of a cool down is to get you out of that flight or flight mode in into a relaxed state. The yep. quicker you go into a relaxed state, the quicker your body can start doing what it needs to to adapt to whatever you just put it through, whether that's stretching, bodybuilding, or running. 
okay? Your body adapts to the stresses after the workout, not during, after. So as soon as you finish the workouts, you need to get into a relaxed state. So that could be just stopping and stretching and breathing to get you into a relaxed state, perfect. Um, it could just be like a slow cardio, like jump on a bike, go for a walk, whatever it needs to be, just to bring your heart rate down, forget about the pain you just went through <laughs> and all that sort of stuff. So it doesn't have to be stretching. It's just more trying to get you into a relaxed state. Now, you don't want to just go from working out straight to sitting on the couch. Yeah. You do want to do something just to bring your heart rate down. Again, doesn't have to be stretching, but just something just to bring your heart rate back down. I feel like originally it was stretching because you should focus on your breathing when you're stretching and then people just forgot about the breathing part and just started holding their foot to stretch their quad while they talk. Yeah. Um, So breathing, yeah, any sort of breathing practice, again, just to bring you out of that stressed state. Yeah. Um, Cool. Now we are at the end of the workout. Mm-hmm. What should we eat? Exactly. <laughs> Big question. A, l- a very common question. Oh, probably the one of the most common questions I get, what to eat after a workout. We should have said this at the very start, stay around for this one. Well, it's common sense. Come on. So nutri- recovery, nutrition, I suppose mm. it is, because if you're doing a workout, you want to recover so you can keep working out. So I've tried to summarize it in the simplest form I can. So I've got four points and... The way I want you to remember it is the four R's. So if you can remember four R's, it's going to be easier for you to remember the steps you need to take after your workout forever. Mm. Does that make sense? It does. I've been studying this way with like trying to use words or like four R's to remember things. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it works pretty well. So the first R is to refuel. So obviously when you exercise, you use energy um, and you need to replace that energy with carbs. So if you don't replace that energy, then your body can't repair from the exercise. You don't gain more energy that you use from the exercise. Your bodily functions can uh, be compromised, I guess, because you need energy to have like a good immune system and everything like that. Um, And your body will hold on to fat if you don't eat. Yeah, because it's worried that it doesn't know when it's going to get fed next. So it's like, crap, we better keep this energy for later. Mm Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so you want to, I guess, have carbs straight up because they're the fastest energy to your body. So then your body's like, okay, we're getting food. This is good. We can repair and build muscle. So that would look like, I guess, oats again, rice, pasta, starchy vegetables like potatoes. Uh, So that's should be like, I guess, the basis of your meal after workout, even if it's a snack, like a, a bowl of oats is a pretty good post-workout snack with some protein powder and stuff. Breakfast muffin. Breakfast muffin. Um, Also, I suppose the amount of carbs you have after a workout depends on the duration and the style of workout. So if you are doing like HIIT or running or something that's super high intensity, you're going to use more energy. So you need more energy. You need to Mm -hmm. replace more energy. Um, Yeah, so that's refuel. The second one was repair. So... When you work out, you tear your muscles, I guess, especially if you're doing strength training. So you need to support your body in repairing those muscles. So that brings us to protein, the most common post-workout anything. I feel like people start working out and they're like, oh my God, I need protein after a protein shake after my workout. 
So you do need protein to repair and build new muscle. Um, the amount of protein that you should be having will depend on your body weight, which I think we have done a podcast or YouTube video on, maybe. Mm-hmm. We'll be able to link it below if we have. Um, yeah, so the amount of protein you need depends on how much you weigh, essentially. What is the... Um, I'd go for 30 to 40% of your body weight for post post-workout workout protein. Yep. Um, and foods that are the highest in protein, I guess, would be like red meats, fish, chicken, eggs, some good quality dairy products. We don't, we're not big advocates for dairy, but if you find a good quality one, then I feel like it mm-hmm. doesn't cause too many digestive issues. Um, and then there's obviously protein powder, which also quality matters a lot for the protein powder. If you get a crappy quality protein powder, you might as well not even have a protein powder. Mm. Um, and then there's the vegetarian options like beans, lentils, all the legumes, mm-hmm. and a few nuts and seeds do have a little bit of protein. So that was repair. Then the third, you have to rehydrate, which I feel like... Did we cover that? Not really. No. Anyway, so obviously, like we said, you sweat in a workout, so you do have to replenish the electrolytes and water that you lost in the workout so it's important that you drink enough water afterwards you should be able to gauge how hydrated you are by the color of your pee and your urge to drink water i guess like our bodies are pretty smart the feeling to drink water is there for a reason um the amount of water you drink really depends on how much you sweat so like if you're doing a super hard long crossfit workout in summer in a shed that's the gym and you sweat heaps then obviously you need more water because you've sweated a lot more and then if you're just doing like a light intensity i don't know bodybuilding workout you're obviously not going to sweat as much so you don't need to replace as much um yeah so that was rehydrate and then the last point was reinforce probably almost the most important i guess so when i say reinforce i mean reinforce your immune system as in exercise is a stressor on your body, not like a bad stressor, like our body is meant to experience stress, but it's still a stressor. So you have to, I guess, give your body what it needs to recover from the stress that you put it through. Um, And that would be with macros and micros. So when I say micronutrients, I mean vitamins and minerals and you get those from colorful fruit and vegetables like emphasis on the colorful you can't just eat white um, vegetables and expect to get the amount of vitamins and minerals that you need so every color has different vitamins and minerals in it so hence why you need to eat the rainbow i guess um so in eating the right macros and micronutrients, your body's going to be able to come down from the stressor. You'll still have a strong immune system. You'll be able to recover well. You'll feel great for your next workout and be ready to go. Yeah? So what was the four hours, three hours? So the four hours. So refuel with carbs, repair with protein, rehydrate with water, and reinforce with colourful fruits and vegetables. And if you take anything away, if you're still here, (laughs) if you take anything away from this podcast, it is that. Okay. So everybody focuses on the workout itself, but the adaption, how your body recovers, the better it recovers, everything happens after the workout. 
and it's what yep. you do after the workout that matters more. Um, so if you smash out a workout, you think, yeah, that's the best workout, and then don't eat for six hours afterwards. It's a waste of a workout. It is an absolute waste of a workout, and you're doing damage to your body that sometimes can't be repaired, especially yep. after repeating that several times. And that's not just a hard workout. If you are just doing stretching and yoga, you're putting your ligaments, your muscles, your tendons mm. through all this stretching, all this range, you still need to have carbohydrates and protein to repair and refuel. Yeah. And then the post-nutrition is just in, as important throughout yeah. the day. I feel like <clears throat> the carbs and protein are a well-known thing, I would hope, after a workout. But I do feel like a lot of people neglect the fact that they have to have colourful fruit and vegetables because a lot of people don't realise that exercise suppresses your immune system and if you are repeatedly exercising and not eating after then every single time you're suppressing your immune system more and more and more Mm. hence why when you work out hard and don't eat much a lot of the time these people get sick they get a cold or yeah something like that so and again yogis are bad for that as well people that just do yoga think oh it's just yoga i don't need to do anything like that wasn't that hard on my body but it actually is yeah it is um and yeah cool all right let's leave it there again if you found this informative or you want us to go in deeper into any of these subjects which we can let us know Mm. um on the socials you'll find me on instagram at jack underscore in situ uh body (laughs) and mac um full stop in situ health (laughs) or if you want to dive you you getting all this but you're trying it all and it's just not working for you you can head over to our website where you can do a discovery call with one of us and we can chat to you in person and help you on your on the path to having a good workout yeah so and again while you're over there you might as well hit the free tab and get something for free as well awesome thank you again for tuning in it has been a good podcast really enjoyed this one and we'll see you on friday for friday wrap up yeah make sure you hit follow so you don't miss it see ya adios